Welcome to the Podcast School Podcast, the podcast about making podcasts. I'm your host, Chris Inc. Hey, everybody. I am relieved to be back. I have been very sick and very busy these last couple of weeks, but we're back at it here, helping you start your own podcast. Today, we're doing a couple of listener-submitted questions uh, one I got pretty in depth with, so let's jump into it. First, we're going to go with Flovio's question. Flovio asks, other than Anchor, what other podcast apps are there or podcast hosting services are there and which ones should we be using? So I'm going to go through this in three layers and there's going to be a lot of information. I will try to give you websites, um, but for the show notes on this episode, I will also... Uh, add links to the resources that I talk about here today. So first, just to get this out of the way, if you're a techie person, you can host your own podcast on your own website. Uh, it takes a little bit of uh, web know-how, but basically all a podcast needs is a place to store the audio file and an RSS feed to transmit it to the podcast apps. Um so like, for example, SillZeroPodcast.com is on Squarespace. Squarespace has some space, a storage space that I could theoretically upload to. I don't think the version I have would be enough for the amount of files I'm doing, but it would be an option. So if you already know how to do that sort of web hosting thing, you don't actually need any service other than what you're using right now for your own websites. Okay, let's talk free options because free is a great price. Uh, the first one I usually recommend is SoundCloud if you're trying to start out. I think that's a good place to get your feet wet if you've never done anything like this before. That's where I started out, and I feel like the interface is simple enough that it gives you uh, a handle on how to go through the process. It will do what you need it to do in terms of transmitting to podcast feeders. Um, and you just sign up to make an account, and you start uploading. Now, there's a couple of uh, caveats with the SoundCloud. Firstly, you have limited upload space. I believe it is three hours of upload time per month. Um, so if you were doing an hour-long episode, you'd only be able to upload three of those. Um, and I guess I hesitate to say use SoundCloud for an extended period of time uh, because you also have limited total upload space. So you're going to have to start deleting episodes off of your overall feed as time goes on and if you're trying to produce an audio drama or an actual play rpg show where you want the back uh the backlist available that's not going to work for you the other thing that kind of makes me nervous is soundcloud almost went under um while i was using it so that would have been 2015 2016 somewhere around there um and so that makes me nervous for uh the longevity of that site I know they've been having difficulty monetizing it despite its cultural impact. SoundCloud does have a paid version, uh, but I think it's kind of expensive for what you're getting. The unlimited version is very expensive, and I just don't think it's not really a podcasting platform. It's not designed to be a podcasting platform. I think it's something they sort of added on later, and it shows in the infrastructure. Um, the only... The one thing I will say about SoundCloud is it does have reach. People go on SoundCloud for music all of the time. And um, 
there's a whole crop of SoundCloud musicians, SoundCloud rappers who are using the platform to get big. So if your podcast plays in that music space, that would probably be a good fit for you. Now, here's a really, really roundabout way of getting your podcast up and running for free is to use archive.org, the Internet Archive. Uh, the Hydean Way actually hosts all of their things on archive.org. It is free because you can literally upload whatever you want on archive.org. And it's theoretically unlimited space because it is a nonprofit organization that is uh, dedicated to, you know, maintaining as much data on the Internet as possible. You can then use a WordPress website or any other website to generate the RSS feed you need. And like I said, a podcast just needs a place to be stored and an RSS feed. And that covers both. I'm going to admit to you, this is a very, very roundabout way of doing it. It takes a lot of work. It's not intuitive, uh, but it is free. So if you have more time than you have money, uh, you can go ahead and look into using this method. Obviously, both the Hydean Way and Heroes of the Hydean Way have been producing a lot of episodes, and I don't think they've had any glitches with this system so far. So uh, there you go, archive.org for a completely free option. Now we're going to talk about the paid options. Obviously, I haven't tried all of them, um, but I will share what I know. There is some consistency between uh, what each of these services have. They all have uh, their own internal players. They all have their own app. Uh, they all have statistic analysis for who's downloading your show and from where on what, what, what platform, uh, which you don't really get any of that kind of analysis tool in free versions uh you can get some analysis but not the sort of in-depth stuff that the paid versions will give you so the first one um oh and i do want to mention that for reference when i'm talking about sizes a fully produced episode of silhouette zero is 70 megabytes uh in size give or take and so that is a sound file that is about an hour long uh, condensed to MP3 and has a bunch of you know audio production on it. So 70 megabytes is sort of our goalpost. The first site we're going to talk about is Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Uh, this is a very stable and a kind of long-established pl podcasting platform. Uh, it is really known for being well integrated into WordPress websites. In fact, I think it might be part of WordPress. Um, the Range for pricing is $12 to $80 a month. On the low end, for $12 a month, you get 100 megabytes of uh, storage upload per month. And then on the high end, you get about a gigabyte a month. And you do get a free WordPress site as part of your uh, subscription package. Now, remember, at 100 megabytes a month, if Silhouette Zero episodes are 70, basically, I would only be able to upload uh, one episode per month if I were using the cheapest version. So if you have a strong loyalty to WordPress or you're, you're building off of an existing WordPress, this option might be okay. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit more expensive. And I don't know, I just don't see a lot of people using Blueberry that often. You know, it is a, a, a long and well-established and very stable platform. Uh, next up is Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N. Uh, it's got a reputation for being the most stable. It was uh, kind of considered a front runner for, for services. A lot of well-established podcasts use it. The uh, And the statistical analysis 
is supposed to be very, very good if you're willing to pay for the more expensive packages. Um, the the pricing for Libsyn is actually better than Blueberry. Uh, it's five per month on the low end, although that it's only for 50 megabytes a month. And it's 75 on the high end for uh, 1.5 gigabytes. So, you know, it's actually a little bit cheaper. Um, really, my sense of that is that Libsyn is really more a platform storage RSS provider that's very, very uh, consistent and stable. It's very business-like. It doesn't have a lot of other options in terms of promotional tools or uh, monetization tools. I do think Dice for Brains podcast uses it. At least they did about a year ago. So, you know, if you know Ross, maybe you could ask him about that. Uh, next up is Podbean. Podbean, I know very well. I've been using it for Silhouette Zero uh, basically since around episode five or six when I moved off of SoundCloud. Uh, I used to have problems with its stability and its uploads. So sometimes people couldn't get access to the episodes. Sometimes uh, it would randomly re-upload all the episodes to everybody for no reason. But that was a couple years ago. I haven't had any stability issues with the platform uh, in at least a year. So I'm comfortable saying that it's on par with the other services. Uh, it actually has a free starter trial mode, uh, which gives you, I think, about five hours worth of upload. So if you want to kind of get comfortable with the platform and see what it looks like, I think that's a great way to start out. It's equally as useful, or I guess it's it's kind of providing the same thing SoundCloud does, but should you decide you're going to put the money into it, at least you're already on the service. Although Podbean and really all the podcasting services will import from one service to another. Um, so that's not a determining factor, but still, I, it's kind of easier to pick a platform and stick with it. So here's where I think Podbean really shines. Uh, they don't do pricing by uh, megabytes. They have really only th four tiers. So there's the free mode. There's unlimited audio. So no limit on how many audio files you upload. It is $14 a month, or you can pay upfront, and it's 108 uh, in full. So basically $9 a month. There's an unlimited plus version, which is really if you are trying to create like a podcasting network. So if you have multiple shows that you want on different feeds, but uh, you don't want to buy a separate Podbean account for each one, that's $309 a year or $39 monthly. It also uh, supports video upload. So if you want to dip into vlogging, you could use that as well. There's also a business level, but that really seems geared more towards enterprise podcasting or internal business podcasting. Um, and I don't really think most general content providers would ever use that level. Um, a couple of other pros for Podbean. Uh, and again, I'm going to sound biased, but it's, you know, it's the one I know best. So I can give you the behind the scenes for it. Many people use Podbean as their actual podcasting app. Uh, so being native to that app is, is a benefit. Uh, it has a good social media interface for Twitter or embedding episodes into different formats. You can link it with your WordPress. You can link it with your Facebook. And uh, basically, you can configure it so that when you upload an episode, it automatically sends out information to all of those social media feeds, which is useful. 
It does have a few built-in monetization methods within Podbean. So, you know, most people use Patreon, but there is actually a crowdfunding uh, program within uh, Podbean itself. I've never tried it, but it's there. There's also now ads for Podbean. So it's essentially you sign up your, I guess it's kind of like YouTube. You sign up your podcast for possible ads. Uh, advertisers will get access to your show information, the downloads, the the uh, reach, the consistency. And then if I you up and you get paid for it, it automatically inputs ads for you. Uh, so you can set it to pre, mid or end roll. You can set those preferences. It's kind of an interesting idea if you don't want to get into heavy, heavy advertising in terms of like making your own negotiations, reading your own spots. You can kind of click a button and let the whole thing happen for you. It's not something I've done. I did sign up for it, but as I pretty much predicted, I didn't think we would get any ads. Um, based mostly, I mean, we do decently downloads, but I think the subject matter is a little bit niche. Um, for most general advertisers. Uh, it's a good interface, and I basically I, I highly recommend Podbean. Uh, I think it's a very versatile system. It doesn't feel old or out of date or doesn't rest on its laurels. It seems like it's updating. Gives you a free website. The data on it's good. If I were going to move, and I have been thinking about this for the next podcast I want to start, I think I would use Simplecast. I know for sure that Neo Scum uses Simplecast. I, I think maybe a lot of the One Shot Network might be using Simplecast now. Um, so let me, just a couple, I mean, it does everything everyone else does, but there's two special things about it that I think makes Simplecast really appealing. First, the pricing is good. For 12 a month, uh, you get unlimited storage and bandwidth. So, you know, on par with Podbean. I mean, it's a little cheaper if, for Podbean if you pay up front. But 12 a month is still a reasonable price. The thing that makes me excited about Simplecast is their tool called Recast. And Recast lets you create short audio clips from your podcast that you can then embed into social media. This is a huge deal. It is really, really difficult to create clips that can be shared on Twitter or Instagram without spending a lot of time doing it. Uh, if you follow me on, on Twitter, you probably saw like I did a throwback Thursday video, but that took a long time to create. I had to do my own transcription. I had to create the video file. Uh, I had to import the sound from the different podcast files into the video editing program and slice it all together. And ultimately, I never did another one because it was too time consuming. And yet I, I feel like Social media is key to getting people on board with what your show's about. But Twitter doesn't have a way to share an audio clip like you can show, share a video clip. Instagram doesn't have that method either. Recast does it for you. Um, it, I believe, automatically transcribes. If not, it, it definitely has a transcription tool so you can add the text, which is majorly important for social media. People, uh, well, most social media doesn't autoplay sound. So you need that captioning there to draw people in. And uh, just having it native on the platform so you're not going back into your audio files to cut out the pieces that you want and then figure out how you're going to upload it, where you're going to upload it so that it doesn't just show up as a long link on Twitter. Uh, it just appears natively. 
in Twitter and you just hit that play button, you can hear what's going on. I believe you can even add video content to it. I don't really know much about it. Uh, I've seen it used a few times though, and it's really exciting to me that you would be able to actually give a preview to potential listeners to what your show's about, because that's hard. Uh, it's hard to get give a sample of a show um, natively within a phone, I think. And I really think most people listen to podcasts on their phone. And so the more accessible you can be for mobile, the the better off you are in, in gaining new listeners. So in the future, we might move to Simplecast. Uh, I know for certain my next podcast will be done through Simplecast. So check that out. I think that I think that's what I'm going to come down to. It's either going to be Podbean or Simplecast are my top two recommendations. For our next question, we're going to hear from Leslie, who you might know from the Heroes of the Hiding Way podcast at thehidingway.com. Uh, she asks, how do you make intros functional but not cumbersome? Keep them short. That's it. No, really, like the shorter your intro, the better. I think the, the key components you need is you need to identify the show, identify the voices on the show, and then move on to the show as quickly as possible. Um, I think consistency and repetition are also really useful because, at least personally, I like to say it along sometimes with the show. Uh, I do that for like Drunks and Dragons. Uh, I do it for Hello from the Magic Tavern. I, I just, I like to, I guess partly because I am a podcaster and I like to practice other people's voices. Uh, it's fun, but I think there's just like a a level of familiarity and comfort when things are consistent. I mean, think about it. You probably have like a favorite TV show. And as soon as you hear the theme song, you're like, oh, that's what you're going to go for. In fact, uh, I'd pick theme music if you have it and try to consistently use it as well. Now, if you're going to go long form on your introduction, you have to absolutely make it entertaining. Uh, I already mentioned Hello from the Magic Tavern. I think that intro sequence is always very long, but it's part of the joke is that it's always very long. And um, they always, you know, add things to it fresh every single time so it, it stays entertaining and it doesn't become frustrating uh, I'm going to talk about two forms of introduction that frustrate me a lot I'm not going to name names but uh, there's one podcast that I used to listen to a lot I don't listen to as much anymore but I was listening to it two days ago and uh, by the time this podcast got through basic introductions uh, announcements, Patreon things, sponsor copy, uh, personal musings. It was about three minutes before the show actually began. That's too long, in my opinion. Uh, I know that when you're trying to promote a lot of stuff, you have to stick it somewhere. So that does it for today's episode. I hope that you learned something. If you have a question or a comment, please hit me up on email, silzeropodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at ingdaydreams, I-N-G-D-A-Y-D-R-E-A-M-S, or on Instagram as well, same name, at ingdaydreams. And, uh, you know, keep on potting. <laughs>